It's July the 9th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends. Glad to have you with us on this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. And here we are, July the 9th, coming up to the middle of the month, early days of the second half of our journey through the Word of God, and we are in the book of Acts, Acts chapters 5 and 6 today. Now, before we do that, let me, well, first of all, let me read these kind words. Been listening, Anne says, been listening and reading with you. Now, starting back to Genesis, thank you. We can never get enough of his word. And thank you, Lord, for your truths. It's so good. And thank you for being part of uh, part of this journey, for hopping on the Bible bus with us. Glad for all of you who are watching. Let me remind you of something. If you are enjoying this, if it has helped you, if you like it, there's something you could do that would help us tremendously, and that is this. If you would like this video, you just click the like button on Facebook. You can like it on uh, YouTube. You can like it on Rumble. It is so easy to do. Uh, I, you know what I'm really saying? I don't know if I've made myself clear. If you'd like to help us, this is what you could do. We, we, you know what? Let me just lay it out. What? I'd really like for you to do. I'd like every single person of the hundreds and maybe thousands of people watching this video, it uh, doesn't matter uh, what time of day or where you are when you're watching it, I'm asking every person who watches this video to like it. If you do like it, uh, take the time to click on the like button on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. And what I'm really asking is that you would do it every single day, that you would like it today, like tomorrow, like it day after tomorrow, that what, if we do a hundred more, and we're going to do more than a hundred more, uh, you, one thing you could do really help us, if hundreds of people would start liking these videos, that mysterious algorithm uh, inside Facebook and YouTube and Rumble, it would push these videos way up to the top. So, I mean, we have quite a few people who like the videos, but a lot of you are watching them and are clicking the like button. If you want to help us, we don't need your money. We That's okay. God's taking care of all of our needs. So this isn't about anything but just getting more people to like these videos so they're pushed up in the rankings so more people out there in internet land could watch these videos with us. The second thing you can do, and it's, you only have to do this once, and that would be on, on YouTube or on Rumble. Really only applies those two places. The Keep Believing YouTube channel the Keep Believing Rumble channel, if you would subscribe. Now, that's free. It's easy. It's a one-time click of a button. It costs you nothing. We, You don't have to give us your name and address. None of that matters. But when you subscribe to YouTube or Rumble, what that means is every time we add a new video, you'll automatically be notified. So you don't even have to worry about remembering it. That's what a subscription does. But subscribers, as those numbers get bigger and bigger and bigger, um, that drives more people to these videos as well. So if you would every day, yes, every day, take what? Two seconds, three seconds. Click the like button every day. That would help us greatly. And if you would subscribe, you only do that once. That would help us also. Okay, today, Acts 5 and 6. Now, when we left off yesterday, remember, book of Acts, easiest way to think of it, Peter and Paul. Peter and Paul. We're in the Peter section. Chapters 1 through 12, 
Peter is the hero of the story. He's the star of the show. Acts chapter 5. This is going to begin with, we've had trouble from outside the church. We've had, well, the birth of the church in chapter 2. Then we had a miracle, a sermon, and then believers thrown in jail in chapters 3 and 4. Trouble from outside. Now there's going to be trouble inside the church. In chapter 5, one kind of trouble. Chapter 6, another kind of trouble. You know, Satan doesn't rest, does he? He's always working. If he can't, if he can't destroy the church from outside, he'll cause dissension and trouble on the inside. And that's what we're going to see. Acts chapter 5. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. However, he kept back part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge and brought a portion of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias, Peter asked, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds of the land? Wasn't it yours while you possessed it? And after it was sold, wasn't it at your disposal? Why is it that you plan this thing in your heart? You have not lied to people, but to God. When he heard these words, Ananias dropped dead, and a great fear came on all who heard. The young men got up, wrapped his body, carried him out, and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Tell me, Peter, asked her, did you sell the land for this price? Yes, she said, for that price. Then Peter said to her, why did you agree to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Instantly, she dropped dead at his feet. When the young men came in, they found her dead, carried her out, and buried her beside her husband. Then great fear came on the whole church and on all who heard these things. Many signs and wonders were being done among the people through the hands of the apostles. They were all together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared to join them, but the people spoke well of them. Believers were added to the Lord in increasing numbers, multitudes of both men and women. As a result, they would carry the sick out into the streets and lay them on cots and mats, so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. In addition, multitude came together from the towns surrounding Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Then the high priest rose up, he and all who were with him, who belonged to the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. So they arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail during the night, brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and tell the people about all about this life. Hearing this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. When the high priest and those who were with him arrived, they, con they convened the Sanhedrin, the full council of the Israelites, and sent orders to the jail to have them brought. But when the servants got there, they did not find them in the jail. So they returned and reported, We found the jail securely locked with the guards standing in front of the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. As the, camp, as the captain of the temple police and the chief priests heard these things, they were baffled about them, wondering what would come of this. Someone came and reported to them, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the commander went with the servants and brought them in without force because they were afraid the people might stone them. After they brought them in, they had them stand before the Sanhedrin. And the high priest said, didn't we strictly order you not to teach in his name? Look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are, deter are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than people. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus 
whom you had murdered by hanging him on a tree, God exalted this man to his right hand as ruler and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill him. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was respected by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered the men to be taken outside for a little while. He said to them, Men of Israel, be careful about what you're about to do to these men. Some time ago, Thutis rose up claiming to be somebody, and a group of about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, and all his followers were dispersed and came to nothing. After this man, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and attracted a following. He also perished, and all his followers were scattered. So, in the present case, I tell you, stay away from these men and leave them alone. For if this plan or this work is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even be found fighting against God. They were persuaded by him after they had called in the apostles and had them flogged. They ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and released them. Then they went out from the presence of the Sanhedrin rejoicing that they were counted worthy to be treated shamefully on behalf of the name. Every day in the temple and in various homes, they continued teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. So in chapter 5, Satan attacks the inner life of the church through Ananias and Sapphira, who were struck dead in the church service. No wonder people were afraid. Then Peter and John thrown into jail for preaching. We must obey God rather than man. Had them beaten, threatened, told them not to preach in the name of Jesus. And they went out rejoicing. What a story. And they continued to preach. Now, second internal attack on the church. This one more insidious, I think. Acts chapter 6. In those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, there arose a complaint by the Hellenistic Jews against the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution. The twelve summoned the whole company of the disciples and said, It is not right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom, whom we can appoint to this duty, but we will devote ourselves to prayer into the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole company. So they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch. They had them stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number, and a large group of priests became obedient to the faith. Now, Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from some members of the freedmen's synagogue, composed of both Cyrenians and Alexandrians and some from Cilicia and Asia. They began to argue with Stephen, but they were unable to stand against his wisdom and the spirit by whom he was speaking. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, we have heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes. So they came, seized him, and took him to the Sanhedrin. They also pre presented false witnesses who said, 
This man never stopped speaking against this holy place and the law, for we heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Mm. There's so much in here. Chapter 6. What is the chief duty of the pastor? What is the chief duty of the elders? What is the chief duty of the spiritual leaders of the congregation? It is not to wait on tables. It is the ministry of prayer and of the word of God. In fact, the apostles say, I mean, they say it very, very, very bluntly. Uh, it's not good give up preaching the word of God, to wait on tables. We will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Yet the widows need to be taken care of. So they, they appoint these seven men and they're going to take care of the widows. So that I think very dangerous, that very dangerous uh, potential rift inside the church between the uh, Hebraic Christians and the Hellenistic Jewish Christians. They're all Jews at this point, but some from Hellenistic background, some from uh, Israelite or Hebraic background, uh, that 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 Britain split the church wide open. The leaders wisely said, "We're going to get some godly men. They're going to oversee the that the, the distribution of food to the widows, so everybody's equally taken care of." Meanwhile, we're going to give ourselves to the ministry of the word and to prayer. And Stephen preached just like Peter and John preached full of the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom. Now he's been arrested. He's been falsely accused. And what do you know? He's going to stand before the Sanhedrin. And that Sanhedrin was a combination of the Supreme Court and the Congress and the White House. It was the ruling body of the Jewish people. It was the, it was the cream of the cream. It was the top of the heap. The, the best men in Israel, that is, the most respected, supposedly the wisest, I mean, these, these were the power brokers of the nation. Now, Stephen is going to testify to them. Thus did the early church grow by believers who were not ashamed, who were not afraid, who were filled with the Holy Spirit. God gave them courage. Oh, how we need that in our day. Oh, how we need men and women who are unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our our movement, our Christian movement, was born in an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But that Holy Spirit was not given just to make us happy, just to make us rejoice. As wonderful as it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit and, and rejoicing, it was given to make us bold, to make us courageous for Jesus without worrying about the consequences. So may God fill us. May God fill us with His Spirit. Lord, give us the Spirit, a new birth of the spirit of Peter and John and Stephen. Stephen, Lord, give us, give us the courage to speak the truth and to understand that uh, what happens next is up to you. So go out and have a great day. Don't worry too much about the consequences. Just pray for the spirit to make you bold. Tell somebody about Jesus today. Leave everything else in his hands. Come back tomorrow. You're just not going to believe you're not going to believe what's going to happen tomorrow when Stephen stands up and preaches. But that's for tomorrow. Have a great day. Come back tomorrow. We'll do this again.